You're listening to Argy's Poetry Pickle Jar. Hello and welcome to Argy's Poetry Pickle Jar. What better place to spend 15 minutes of your life than with me, your host, R.G. Manuel Pillay, pickling the poems you love. Each week, we bring a poet with a poem they adore and we ask, don't you think this poem is hot like me? And maybe you agree and maybe you don't. But this week, we have got a very, very special poet in the place. Today's guest is an artist and writer exploring the relationship between linguistic and physical communication. I like that. <laughs> her latest book on uh, with pen in the margins is sanatorium a fragmented memoir that jumps between a luxury thermal pool and a blue inflatable bathtub i'm a massive fan of that book and so are many other people of uh, this person's poetry it's been published in the guardian the welcome collection and poetry london and recently she has won an art angel thinking time award in order to address the pandemic. Welcome, Abby Palmer. Hello. Abby, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How's your thinking time going? Oh, it's finished now. And I'm, <laughs> oh, right. I'm having a huge existential crisis about what to think about. <laughs> it was so nice. To, they gave me six months of just like thinking and someone would like, I, I had like this mentor that would be like, so what are you thinking about? And it wow. was great. Did you create, have you created much work since Sanatorium? Because that was a lockdown release, right? Yeah, it was a lockdown release. Um, I start, I'm working on some writing. I actually, just before this, um, I, I did, I do a lot of audio transcription. So I was, I just speak into my phone for hours at a time um, and then have someone transcribe it for me or use transcription software. Oh my God, so, awesome. um, Yeah, it's a really good way to write if you, struggle like I mean I'm an over talker like I say too much always um but for me I have chronic campaign so like it's not always easy to like write by hand so it's a really good way to like get your ideas down a lot of sanatorium was um video diaries um crazy and, and they were transcribed afterwards when you're going through the process of that you talk into your phone yeah and it gets transcribed mm -hmm. then I'm guessing you go back to it and edit it yeah, so basically people transcribe it and I'm really uh, bad at admin, so I tend to send it weeks after I've done it and have no recollection of what it is. And then right. it gets back to me and then I have this like long bit of transcript. It's um, sometimes I ask for intelligent verbatim transcription, so it's like transcribed without all the likes and fillers and and me repeating myself and sometimes I don't just to see what the difference is um, and then for sanatorium what I did was basically like cut that down and circle the bits that felt like the most important scene so all of the sanatorium scenes bar a few that like are notably written in a different void register like most of the scenes set in a sanatorium are me talking into my computer yeah. Um, I thought when I was putting them in to the book, I thought there were fillers for me to rewrite those scenes, um, but they ended up being the book. Um, so it was quite basically circling paragraphs, cutting it down, editing is reduction and clarification because I say so much, there's so much there. It's just about like neatening it as to, to make it as uh, followable as possible. That is amazing. So good to talk about that side of it process. 
Um, you're here though to talk to us about a poem you really like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you fancy reading the poem? Yeah. Uh, this is a poem uh, by Matea Harvey um, from the collection Pity the Bathtub, Its Forced Embrace of the Human Form. It's the title poem from that collection and it's called Pity the Bathtub, Its Forced Embrace of the Human Form. One. Pity the bathtub that belongs to the queen. Its feet are bronze casts of the former queen's feet. Its sheen, a sign of fretting, is that an inferior stone shows through where the marble is worn away with industrious polishing. The tub does not take long. It is tiny, some say, because the queen does not want room for splashing. The maid thinks otherwise. She knows the king does not grip the queen nightly in his arms. There are others. The queen does not have lovers. She obeys her mother, once told her, your ancestry is your only support. Then is what she gets in the bathtub. She floats, never holds her nose and goes under, not because she might sink, but because she knows to keep her ears above water, she smiles at the circle of courtiers below. Her feet are kicking against the walls, which cannot give satisfaction at best is to manage to stay clean. Two, pity the bathtub, its forced embrace of the whims of one man loves, but is not loved in return by the object of his affection. There is little to tell of his profession. There is more for it is because he works with glass that he thinks things are clear he loves and adjustable she does not love. He knows how to take something small and hard and hot and make room for his breath quickens at night as he dreams of her. He wants to create a present unlike any other and because he cannot hold her, he designs something that can, a bathtub of glass, shimmers red when it is hot, he pours it into the mold in a rush of passion. Only as it begins to cool does it reflect his foolishness enrages him he throws off his clothes meaning to jump in and lie there but it is still too hot and his feet propel him forward he runs from one end to the other then falls to the floor blisters begin to swell on his soft feet he watches his pain harden into a pretty pattern on the bottom of the bar Three, pity the bathtub, its forced embrace of the human form, made a fine external appearance, but there is room for improvement within. Try a soap dish that allows for slippage is inevitable, as is the difference in the size of the subject, may hoard his or her bubbles at different ends of the bathtub, may grasp the sponge tightly or loosely, it may be assumed that eventually everyone gets in. 
the bath has a place in our lives and our place is within it. We have control of how much hot, how much cold, what to pour in, how long we want to stay, when to return is inevitable because we need something to define ourselves against even if we know that whenever we want, we can pull the plug and get out which is not the case with our own tighter confinement inside the body. Oh, pity the bathtub, but pity us too. Oh. <laughs> That's such a hard one to read. Oh Why do my I God. That? I'm like, I'm cheering and I was smiling the whole time because I was thinking, one, I'm cheering because it's a great, po- it's a great poem and we haven't had anything like yeah. it here. And two, you read it and I was watching you and watching the text at the same time. And um, yeah, we've got to communicate a little bit about how it looks on the page. Yeah. Because basically the lines meet each other. Uh, It has capital. The lines are quite long, I would say. (laughs) Really long. (laughs) Yeah. They uh, meet the next lines. um, And also there's capital letters um in the beginning of each line and also there's italics and Mm -hmm. also there's figures of speech that are in there as well like colloquialisms um which is what was funny like watching you because certain points like it's almost like your natural reflex is to drop certain things in certain yeah. places yeah it's it does this thing where basically what it's do- it but also it has no commas or any oh, punctuation yeah. it's got zero punctuation um and it <laughs> like the main thing for me is that the words like the end of one line is the beginning of the next line, but the next line is capitalized and is also a sentence in and of itself. What is it about the piece that makes you really pick it apart from the theme of the bathtub? Yeah. Well, I mean, I probably partly, I probably wrote sanatorium. I was, I read this poem a lot of years ago. Uh, My, my, one of my mentors, Wayne Holloway Smith um, first suggested this book to me and the title completely broke me even just the idea of it pity the bathtub it's forced embrace of the human form like the idea of a bathtub coming to like having its own persona obviously is something that has carried through into sanatorium and I owe a lot to this poem but also it does everything that I love about poetry and that surprises me about poetry and that it's really playful it's it's doing something with language that you never see like it's exploring like the the meaning of sentences in the the way it carries over and doesn't carry over and starts again but also doesn't start again the poem is constantly shifting under you and then in the last um paragraph you have that one line slippage is inevitable and that's what it's doing you can't help it and it's like an, an existential problem it ends with like um uh, the idea of our tighter confinement inside the body, pity the bathtub, but pity us too. It's like um, got the like highs and lows of like kings and queens and and like lowly people and and love and and falling apart. But it all, it has like this big cry of like human existence all told 
through the eyes of a bathtub. Like it, it's about physically being held and needing to be held, um, but it constantly is falling apart because of the language it, it chooses. So it's both a linguistically exciting poem, but also an emotionally exciting poem. It yeah. takes you on a lot of feels. Yeah, and it's proper, I think it's surprising um, in that it's taking ways of speaking and then turning them very slightly yeah. so even when you're reading it in your head um it's kind of not hard to follow but a challenge to follow you have to stay awake yeah. when reading it. yeah um and that action of staying awake is sometimes what makes poems really exciting because it's constantly shifting pers- perspective and it's told from the perspective of a bath and then right at the end turns right around and says, but pity us too. Like it's, it's kind of done that for 180 and each line is re- relational and contextual to what comes before it and what comes after it. But it also is an of itself, its own perspective. It's like fake news, isn't it? Like, it, like or, or Twitter algorithms, like each yeah. line has its own take and it somehow has a relationship to the bit before and the bit after, but it's its own little world as well. And it, that world is different to the worlds on either side of it. Yeah, it totally, that's a really good way of describing it. Also, it connects to what you were talking before because it felt like you were reading on a recorder voice memo do you know what I mean Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so it connects to the sort of thing that you would like actually um having read it and heard about the way that you um string things together um because I would I would love to know the process of her writing this yeah oh my god I would I don't know Matea and I would love to pick her brains on this and sort of it's like (laughs) a real one that you want to like I hope that anyone who is able to like it, it's on the Poetry Foundation website. Like it's one that you kind of want to go into with a pencil and like underline things and be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, please go ahead and do that. It's fun. That's brilliant. Thank you very much, Abby. Thanks for having me. This is great. Pity the bathtub, it's forced embrace of the human form by Mathea Harvey 1. Pity the bathtub that belongs to the queen its feet are bronze casts of the former queen's feet its sheen a sign of fretting is that an inferior stone shows through where the marble is worn away with industrious polishing the tub does not take long it is tiny some say because the queen does not want room for splashing the maid thinks otherwise she knows the king does not grip the queen nightly in his arms there are others the queen does not have lovers she obeys her mother once told her your ancestry is your only support then is what she gets in the bathtub she floats never holds her nose and goes under not because she might sink but because she knows to keep her ears above water she smiles at the circle of courtiers below her feet are kicking against walls which cannot give satisfaction at best is to manage to stay clean Two. Pity the bathtub, its forced embrace of the whims of one man loves 
but is not loved in return by the object of his affection. There is little to tell of his profession. There is more for it is because he works with glass that he thinks things are clear. He loves and adjustable she does not love. He knows how to take something small and hard and hot and make room for his breath. Quickens at night as he dreams of her he wants to create a present unlike any other and because he cannot hold her he designs something that can a bathtub of glass shimmers red when it is hot he pours it into the mold in a rush of passion only as it begins to cool does it reflect his foolishness enrages him he throws off his clothes meaning to jump in and lie there but it is still too hot and his feet propel him forward he runs from one end to the other then falls to the floor blisters begin to swell on his soft feet he watches his pain harden into a pretty pattern on the bottom of the bath three Pity the bathtub, its forced embrace of the human form may define external appearance, but there is room for improvement within try a soap dish that allows for slippage is inevitable as is difference in the size of the subject may forward his or her bubbles at different ends of the bathtub, may grasp the sponge tightly or loosely it may be assumed that eventually everyone gets in the bath has a place in our lives and our place is within it we have control of how much hot how much cold what to pour in how long we want to stay when to return is inevitable because we need something to define ourselves against even if we know that whenever we want we can pull the plug and get out which is not the case with our own tighter confinement inside the body. Oh, pity the bathtub, but pity us too.